You. Humanity's best weapon. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lug It Up podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, media, you know what it is. Um, So we are discussing the Halo. Uh, you, know the, you know the thing. Halo, the... Originally, it was a game... Now is and then it turned into like some sort of mini series over some web series webisodes, and now it's finally a television show. It's the show that for many people that have been playing the game for over fifteen years um know that we've been waiting a long time for this. They've been talking about Spielberg has been talking about I'm producing, I'm coming in, it's gonna be great, you know, I'm I'm going to show you guys what it's really all about. And that was about 10 years ago. Um, so let's kind of get down to the bare basics of what's going on in this episode, in this first uh, this first episode. Well, let me say, the, the money is on the screen, at least in this pilot. The problem, if any problem for me, is it looks expensive decently acted not not crazy about like the uh the the charisma that's dripping from these characters which feels kind of minimal the the problem for me actually let me there's a little good a little bad the good stuff the attention to detail i think the attention to detail the way the characters are moving they're fighting the different types of uh, accessories and different types of, you know, guns, the, the the aliens, all that type of stuff. All of that is feels very meticulous in the way that it was crafted. I think that they they studied it, they study the game, and they know what the people like. The problem, if there is any, for this first episode, this is, doesn't mean it represents the entire season at all. It can always get better. I, I think it it's a strong opening, but not a fantastic opening. So what kind of holds it back is the self-seriousness of it. I feel like Halo is supposed to be somewhat fun. And despite it having serious subject matter, there needs to be a little bit of charisma to make me care and want to be with these characters on some sort of level, some sort of motivation of that sort. And so the first episode is trying to lay the foundation of, you know, the legendary Spartans, but they're also trying to... Uh, you know, hook you with why you need to kind of be behind them on this. And so, you know, with saying that, I'm like, they they do a decent job with kind of a, doing this world building and establishing what's going on. Um, but I will say the the charisma and the fun factor is lacking a little bit. Like, I'm not loving the characters. I'm enjoying more of the aesthetic and feel of the show. Now... Um, there's going to be p people that have played the game and there's going to be people that haven't played the game. The things I'm liking about the show are the things I recognize from the game. It's been a long time since I've completed the full versions of Halo 1, 2, or 3. I think I played 3 10 plus years ago. Um, maybe probably 15, probably closer to 15 years ago. 
But um, yeah, overall, it's the minute details I'm liking about this show more as opposed to if you're coming in kind of dry or n- not understanding the full lore. I'm still kind of in the dark about it because it's been a while since I've actually been involved in uh, playing the campaign or even completed the campaign um, that, you know, you even old heads like myself are going to have to kind of be like, what's going on? Who's going on? Who's the bad guy? What's the thing? You know, that, that kind of thing. So I couldn't imagine what somebody that hasn't played the game is feeling like watching these for this first episode. Um, it, it might just look like another sci-fi epic to them and I don't blame them. Um, but I think they do a pretty good job kind of trying to establish the world in this. The the money is on screen. But like I said, it's just a little bit cheesy and a little bit self-serious on this first episode. So what I got for this first uh, or for the series, Halo is an American military science fiction television series developed by Kyle Killian and Stephen Kane for the streaming service Paramount Plus and based on the video game franchise of the same name. It is produced by Amblin Television, um, that's Spielberg, 343 Industries, that's the game studios, and Showtime Networks, which I believe Showtime was supposed to be like the headquarters for the Halo thing, Halo show, but it turned into uh, um, Paramount, I believe. So, one big picture and chapter 11 and follows a 26th century war between the United Nations Space Command and the Covenant, a theocratic military alliance of several advanced alien races. So like I said, based off the game, been in production for a very long time. Pablo Schreiber is the main character of uh, of the series. And uh, yeah, we have Shabana Azimi, Natasha Kolzak, Olive Gray, Yiren Ha, Bentley Kalu, Kate Kennedy, Charlie Murphy, Danny Sappin, Jen Taylor, Bokeem Woodbine, and... Uh, Natasha McAleon. Music by Sean Callery. And, uh, yeah, one episode is released right now. I think some of the uh, early early bird uh, reviewers got two episodes. And I haven't heard too many amazing things about it, but I think there's promise. So the budget for this first season, I guess, is $90 million. So they put, like, movie money into this, and I can mostly see it on the screen. Uh, you know, some of the rendering a little bit could have been a little bit smoother on the, the grunts and the aliens, but other than that, I, I really didn't have too many complaints about the look of it. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the behind-the-scenes on this. Pablo Schreiber and Gene Taylor star as Master Chief and Petty, uh, Petty Officer John 117 and Cortana with the latter reprising her role from the video game series and are joined by, you know, as everyone stated above, um, development for the halo television series began 2013. Killian was hired in 20 June, 2018 and the series officially announced a nine episode order for Paramount plus filming began in Ontario, Canada, Canada in October, 2019. Jesus, that's crazy. That's three years ago now. Um, although post-production for the first five episodes was affected due to the COVID-19 pandemic, filming eventually resumed in Budapest, Hungary in February 29, sorry, 2021. So it took two, over two years to 
filmed this. That's a long time. And so Halo premiered on March 24, 2022 on Paramount Plus with the series already renewed for a second series season. Um, a portion of the series was shown at South by Southwest on March 14, 2022. So the premise is Halo is set to follow an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and alien threat known as the Covenant. Same thing as what they had in the game, I believe. Um, Halo will weave deep, deeply drawn personal stories with action, adventure, and a richly imagined vision of the future. Executive producer Kiki Wolf Kill. Wow, that's her name. Kiki Wolfkill uh, revealed that the series is a standalone story that will take place within its own silver timeline, quote unquote, and that is inspired by the game franchise rather than a continuation, adaptation, or prequel. Explaining that they they wished to give the two Halo canons a chance to evolve individually to suit their media. Which I think is smart. I don't think that if you if you immediately take it take everything that happened for verbatim in, in the games and try to apply it in here, because we have Halo one, two, three, they have Reach, ODST, and now what is it, Halo Infinite or whatever. There's a lot of Halos out there, so it's a lot of stuff to kind of catch up on. And so having their own kind of silver timeline is seems like the smart thing to do. So the first episode, Contact, Odo, by directed by Odo Bathurst. Um, I want to see what this guy's done. Uh, looks like he has done episodes for Halo, His Dark Materials, Hysteria, Peaky Blinders. Oh, okay. Um, oh, he. this was the uh, guy that directed the Black Mirror episode, The National Anthem. That was a dark-ass episode. That was the first one, too. Um, so yeah, those are the main things I've, I've seen him do. He's also directed Margot, Margot, the, uh, TV movie. I'm kind of unsure about what that is. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about this first episode. In 2552, the Covenant attack an insurrectionist outpost on the planet Magical. Wiping out everyone except for teenager Quan Ha before the Spartans of Silver Team intervene. It's like, where the fuck were you guys anyway? It seemed like they were kind of talking shit. The uh, the insurrectionist outpost, they, they were all kind of talking shit about the Spartans in, in a way. And then all of a sudden they're getting blasted, fucking obliterated by these fucking aliens. And one of the coolest things was seeing how big the fucking aliens are. In comparison to the you know people, they use the same guns that they have in the game. I was having a, I was geeking out just hearing all of the the classic sounds sound effects of the game. I think sometimes we take for granted how how much of an influence the sound design and aesthetic can really design uh, the feel of the game. And I was like, this is sick. I was I was like having a nerdgasm this first ten minutes. I was like. I don't even know how this could be any worse. And then, of course, it it lived up to it a little bit. It was like, all right, so the first 15 minutes, in my opinion, were some of the best of the episode. Didn't really go off with a bang for me. Kind of started with a bang and kind of fizzled a little bit. But nothing that has deterred me to say that I don't want to see more of this series. I kind of wish I could just binge it. Um, and soon many of us will be able to. 
So, uh, yeah, it's a crazy action scene, uh, you know, seeing everything happen. The grunts are kind of moving, uh, juking left and right in the same way they do in the games. I was like, this is so cool. Because I can't believe this happening. Um, in a nearby cave system found... Sorry. In a nearby cave system, the Master Chief discovers and retrieves a Forerunner artifact that reacts to his touch. Displaying mysterious symbols and unlocking some of his sealed childhood memories. We're trying to understand something's happened to the Spartans' memories. Are they being constantly wiped? Was it wiped once? Um, why is his memories so damn repressed? A surviving Covenant elite witnesses and reports this to the prophecy of mercy on high charity on reach. Dr. Hazley clashes with Admiral... Paragoski over their methods and Haley's Haley's desire to create an AI from her own mind. It's like, oh lord, what? Hold on. On reach, Doctor Haley Hasley is it Hasley clashes with Admiral Paragoski over their methods and Hasley's desire to create an AI from her own mind. After Quan refuses to cooperate, the Master Chief is ordered to assassinate her. But he refuses and goes rogue. Which, uh, I was like, what is the motivation for this guy to be doing all this? I mean, his his coldness and callousness kind of makes sense to being, like, memory-wiped. But, like, all of a sudden he's, like, defying orders. Um, just because he had a couple of memories flashback in a way. Um, earning Quan's trust by showing her his face, which we've never seen um, Master Chief's face, and this is the first time they really show him in there. I was like, whoa, I guess it's Pablo Schreiber and trying to gain trust. And I understand that they kind of wanted to be like the anti-Mandalorian in that way. It's because Mandal- the Mandalorian show, the character just never takes off his, his helmet um, and versus Master Chief, who never took off his helmet in the game, but takes it off for the first time in this show. And it wasn't like a big whoa moment, but I was like, okay, okay, I can, I'm going with this new timeline, I guess. So the reasoning for him to not assassinate her didn't exactly make sense of why he just didn't want to all of a sudden. But he refuses to go, refuses and goes rogue, earning Quan's trust by showing her his face. Cornered, the Master Chief touches the artifact again, which disables power in the base. It restores power to his ship. It's like, how did that even happen again? Allowing the Master Chief and Quan to escape in the process. The Master Chief discovers that he had drawn the artifact as a child, suggesting that he has a past connection to it. And it's like, mm, I don't know if that's like a massively big hook for us as as viewers. It's like, okay. Like, when are we getting back to the action? <laughs> I was like, anytime that they just start talking and they start hanging out in space bases and are stuck on a ship or, or some sort, I was like, oh, God, let's kind of pick up the pace here. You know, the pacing is kind of dipping a little bit, and it's not like giving me that much charisma of the characters. They're all very one note in a way and not not that this is going to rep- be representative of the entire series i want to be very clear that i think that this 
show still has a lot of room to grow. I mean, there's tons of television shows that are my favorite that I don't think the first episode really hits it out of the park. So I, I'm not expecting this to, but I am expecting it to kind of lighten up a little bit with the levity. And um, I, it seems like maybe one of those shows that maybe even season two might even be more of a benefit to let's get some maybe some more notable faces. Not that Pablo Schreiber's not a notable face, but because I've seen him as far back as Weeds, and then we saw him in uh, uh, I've seen him in other things, kind of like as an army type guy. I think he even played an army guy in in Weeds, like a guy that got just got back from doing a couple tours. So he is kind of playing that type that he generally plays what was he in uh gods what is it called uh uh infinite gods unlimited gods y'all know what i'm thinking about i'm gonna kick myself in the shin once i find out pablo schreiber was in american gods yeah um yeah that was uh and i think i first saw him on uh the wire that was where i first saw him at so yeah he's um he also narrated the audio book version of Brett Easton's Ellis American Psycho. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, and I remember him in uh, Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves was actually one of our first movies that I uh, uh, covered on the Luck Adult podcast. So Pablo Schreiber goes f- back far for the podcast as well. Um. So, yeah, that's that first episode. Let me know what you think about the first episode, about the the master chief of it all, the aesthetics, the design, the direction. Do you think there's enough um, charisma that is being dripped into this? Do you think that this episode is a good stepping, a good positive way forward for the Halo series? What do you think about the series? I'm, I'm not hearing people loving it yet, but that doesn't mean we won't eventually. Um, and this is probably going to be one of Paramount's flagship shows. I mean, we've been waiting for over 10, 15, 20 years, it feels like, for this uh, to really come to fruition. Um, I can't remember the the release dates of the first three um, games, but um, I'm pretty sure it's been almost 20 years for since that first one, at least. Maybe 2003, 2002. Let's see if I can find it. The video base game. Let me see if there's anything else. Okay. The first one was released. Um, first released in 2001. Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. This has been. It's not like it's been involved in that, but. Um, yeah. The game and the series are critically acclaimed with its original considered the Xbox Killer app. This led to the term Halo Killer being used to describe console games that aspire or are considered to be better than Halo, fueled by success of Halo Combat Evolved and by the marketing campaigns of the publisher Microsoft. Its sequels went on to to record-breaking sales by 2015. The games had sold over 65 million copies worldwide. Um, yeah, so what it, it was Halo Combat Evolved up until 2004, which was Halo 2, and then Halo 3 came out in 2007, and then it went, uh, we're gonna get a little nerdy real quick, Halo Wars in 09, Halo 3 ODST 2009, and then Halo Reach in 2010. That was where I kind of lost me around ODST and Reach, because I was like, oh god, these, uh, 
reach didn't exactly reach it for me. And then like at 2011, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, 2012, Halo 4. I don't I didn't even play that. Um, 2013, Halo Spartan Assault, didn't play that. Halo 2014, the Master Chief Collection. Uh, 2015, Halo Spartan Strike and Halo 5 Guardians. Did not play any of those. Uh, and then Halo Wars 2, did not even hear about that. And then we have Halo Recruit. And then uh, 2018, Halo Fire Team Raven. Um, and then, of course, in 2020, 21 the glitchy ass sometime around uh bungie sold their studios or was absorbed by microsoft i believe in 2010 so that was kind of where it lost me a little bit um yeah that was i think odst and reach were the last two games at least that i believe were created by bungie on that one and then the rest was uh i think i'm guessing that's 343 studios you know created the rest um, but yeah, I was, a uh, mixed bag on Halo Infinite when I bought it last year. I bought an Xbox around December in 2021, and let's just say I was, it was so damn glitchy, I was, I borderline wanted to just, uh, return my Xbox. That's how, like, I was like, oh my Jesus, just give me, just give me Halo 3, get rid of all this, this, uh, it felt bubblegummed up, you know. They they fortnighted it. They made it a little bit too bright. They made the the voices a little bit too. Hey, everybody, you know the AI is like super. Uh, sounds like a guy that belongs on like a kids television show or something like that. You know, I just didn't feel like it was badass like it used to be. And maybe that's just me getting older and I'm just an old sack now. But um, yeah, the Halo Infinite game is is so glitchy. It was a few months ago. I'm not sure if it still is here in March. Um, but that was kind of a rocky release of, of Halo. So I just wish they would get their shit together. You know, get the, let's get the ship straight. Let's get this game working. Stop giving me an error message every time I want to do big team battle. <laughs> um, because I am just... Uh, I want Halo to do good. I want it to be a successful movie i want it to be a successful tv show and i want it to be a successful game and they're struggling to do two of those at, at, right now in my mind um you know the game's barely there i think the campaign's all right it's not like i'm dying to get back on there i played about like 10 hours of it i was like this is all right nothing crazy to report about it um but yeah the the game was a, was very glitchy for me on my xbox series s so I hope they improve uh, everything they can on that one. Um, let me see anything else. Yeah, I think that's about all I have to say about the Halo uh, television show. I, I hope everyone enjoyed the review. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed it even more than I did. I, I want to enjoy it more, and uh, I do plan on watching more of it. I'm not sure if I'm going to cover the whole series or anything like that. If it just like explodes in my mind that I'm like, holy shit, we got to talk about this again. But otherwise, um, yeah, it's a, it's a light recommend for me. I don't normally give it a star ratings like I do for a television. Sorry. Like I do for movies, but, um, yeah. All right, everyone. Oh, 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 oh,
All right, everyone. Take it easy. I'm going to need you now. Find the halo. Win the war.